0: This podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal and Yambri people, and we pay respect to Mother Earth, the footprints that came before us, the ones we follow now, and the footsteps that will guide us long into the future. When you get bored, do you say fuck it? Pick a new task from the... No. <laughs> when, you get, when you get bored, do you say fuck it? Pick a new task from the bucket... Completed it though. Oh.
1: Completed it though. <laughs> why did you have to start again? I don't understand.
0: Because I messed
1: it. Oh, it sounded the same. Perf-
0: just a perfectionist <laughs> over here, just performing my arts of ukulele hood. Oh, sorry.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of F Fish ADHD for Grownups. My name is Callie, and I am here with Lucky, And also joining us on the couch. The most requested, I think, returned guest is Andrew. Hey, Andrew, how you doing?
2: Good, thanks. That's that's news nice to me. Sounds good.
1: Oh well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, we've had lots of requests for you to come back, so um, we are very happy to have you. So, welcome back. Thank you for inviting me again to the couch. And uh, you know, we obviously discussed the AI-generated email, but we'll <laughs> get to that later. That's fine. We got we got we got words to have. <laughs> so welcome, everyone. If this is your first time joining us, uh, just know that this podcast is very sweary and all about uh, my late ADHD diagnosis and the experiences of our guests that we have joining us on the couch. We are not in any way, shape or form professionals in anything medical or psychology, psychology, psychological, uh, psychological. Like any of those or words, so um, yeah. Take a take the uh, take the podcast as it's intended. Do not think it is medical advice for yourself. Now, with the legal bit out of the way, how we go? We're good.
0: Sweary and carey. Swe- what? what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm so glad you said that. It's not just me. See, it is not just me. Everyone thinks I'm mean to Lockie. It is not just me.
0: Does it? What does it mean? I'm curious <laughs> because the podcast is sweary, but we're. Carey. Uh, <laughs> sweary and carey. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just
0: need to play the theme song to the Care Bears, but have uh, the Swear Bears.
1: I thought my buttons had broken. Now, oh, that's something else. Um, y- you'll be impressed mm-hmm. the next episode that drops tomorrow because we are recording this early. Um, I get the buttons right first time. <laughs> Very <laughs>
0: impressed. Just, just the, the most amazing fluke you've ever seen in your life.
1: No, I knew it. I knew it now. Look, the turquoise one is the chime.
0: That's not turquoise. Oh, don't even mess with <laughs> my system.
1: Isn't that <laughs> teal? <laughs> oh, everyone's a critic. <laughs> and I think orange is crickets. Yeah.
2: And this is episode 28. Shit face. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes. Yeah, so if you are joining us for the first time, it is lovely to have you. we got a uh, 27 other episodes you can listen to that have all sorts of uh, experiences on. So please go free and have a listen. Go free. Go free. Run free, friends. And if you are here uh, back again, uh, like many of our listeners for the 28th time. Hi. Hi, Welcome friends. Back. Hi. Yeah. Very exciting. Thanks for keeping up. Yeah. Yeah. So how's your week been, Andrew?
2: Sounds good. It was um, <laughs> a week. It's it's, it's Tuesday, right? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been just, a
0: long um, two it's days. It's been
2: our usual usual week, which doesn't mean it's been a great week. It's just full of stuff that happens to me, which probably doesn't happen to other people.
1: Oh, really? What, like?
2: Oh, just like what what we were talking about before when I I decided to head from home to here to be here on time, but I wasn't on time. I was late. And even when I was late I didn't seem to be rushing out the door <laughs> and I was also unable to find my keys and there was just a lot of ADHD happening in the house just trying to leave tonight. That's, that's just what happens.
1: Just content. Yeah. It's all just content. <laughs> I'm
2: just creating creating the content on the way to the... Actually that's that's quite relevant because I do everything last minute. Night before, do the whole assignment. So it's yeah. like out the door, I'll just get all the content together and wing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, nice. Nice.
2: That's a car. That's ah, not a motorbike, that's a car. I was going to
1: say, because we haven't heard motorbike in a few mm. episodes. I am a bit concerned about motorbike, actually.
2: That's the only reason I came back. It didn't happen on us <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you were the jinx, actually. Oh. I think I think the you were the, yeah, first one it didn't happen on. Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't want to hold you responsible for the loss of motorbike, but, you know, yeah, it is missed. So. I really <laughs> hope there wasn't an accident. <laughs>
0: Sounds a little bit like holding you responsible, but <laughs>
1: um, so one of the main reasons, Andrew, obviously, we wanted to get you back was um, as we as we we may have discussed at a party recently. Um, there was um, a very lovely email from a lovely chap who said that he was very very keen to get a lot more of your perspective on your ADHD experience, and so we did say we would get you back, also because we had fun as well. Oh, that's your note. The um, You'll note the where's the Rubik's cube is still there. it's still intact. It's still <laughs> <laughs> has not been touched. None of us dare touch it. To be honest, we're all oh. just like we're not going to touch it because so we can't fix it if we break it. But so.
2: okay, but you could just break it and leave it broken.
1: I mean, true, but I mean, and it's PVs it? anyway. So,
2: but who did you?
0: How did you answer that question when you bought it? You just left it. No. <laughs> We're just gonna buy something that's broken. It'll never <laughs> just, be just, just left it. And you know, if magic happens, that happens
2: and I feel bad now because now I've created something that can no longer provide value.
1: Oh, I'm sure it family. will. I'm sure somebody at some point will pick it up again. But yeah.
0: But until that time comes it will stay in its perfect place. Yeah. In its perfect color. Coordinated self.
1: Um, so Podcat last week uh, when we were recording with Shana for episode that will have dropped. It would have been, oh, we're like the Matrix here right now. The episode that's going to drop tomorrow, but to the people listening to this, it dropped two weeks ago. Woo, yeah. And
2: I don't even know what you're talking no,
1: about. No, right? So episode 27, Podcat knocked over Shana's water mm. all over the place. She jumped up Yeah. and
0: then what she does is that she doesn't just sit down for a pat, she decides to flop. <laughs> oh. And so she just flopped, and wine and water just went everywhere. And you know, she was just she was happy. She didn't care.
1: She was like, "What? What? Like, I don't understand the problem here." She what just that assumes mean?
0: that everyone's here to see her, and yeah. she's right up in your face right now. You're
2: yeah. I'm wondering if she can smell the fact that I took an antihistamine.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, Do I actually
1: before you got here, I said to Lockie, I said, "Is Andrew allergic to cats?" Can you remember?
2: Yeah, I got a little yeah. bit bit itchy at the end of the last one, but I, I took a. But, this, but it's a little and bit she's like suspicious of me. I, um,
1: she, she, I, I tried to get a photo of that then, where she would literally had her nose to your face, but I was too. Well, late. it
0: was like I've never thought of glasses of having a um, a scent but she was all up yeah, in your glasses frame. Then, as if could smell these glasses. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Podcast just doing her thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, so going back to the request on the male perspective. So firstly, I guess, we'll check back in with you for anything we didn't get to talk about last time. Um, but I, I kind of get the point. So he was saying that he, in in his social media algorithm, I guess, there's a lot of content by female creators. And whenever he goes on the Google, you know, gets a lot of things about women. And I think that's relevant, right? Because at the moment, there has been a massive upswing in women being diagnosed and a real recognition that previous diagnostic criteria... Well, in fact, I mean, they're the same diagnostic criteria. Previous implementation of the diagnostic criteria was very biased against female diagnoses. And, you know, a lot of that's about how as girls we're socialized to be nice, really. There's no other way for it to be compliant. Um, So there's no other real way to, um, I guess, talk about that. And there is a lot of research that suggests that compliance, that socialized compliance is really doing girls a disservice from getting diagnosed so there is obviously a lot of things around about that at the moment right because there's been a lot of research into it and there's been a lot of very vocal people talking about it and we will never stop talking about that obviously that's my perspective as well um and that was my experience but it is only part of the experience so knowing you were late diagnosed as well like i guess it's i want to throw it back to you so you know like <laughs> what are your thoughts not necessarily about the female thing but around some of the challenges that you know men might have getting a late diagnosis especially i guess if you flip it there's maybe a little bit more of an acceptance of a late female diagnosis now or mm. openness is that the same for men
2: i've got no idea <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe can I you not
1: answer on behalf of everyone please um, i mean come on now the-
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he was never invited back again. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I understand, yeah, I understand the perspective. I, <clears throat> I I don't know the difference between the male perspective and the female perspective. I only yep. have one experience. Yeah, and to be honest, I don't even know if my experience is, I guess, like a male mm-hmm. typical experience. Okay. Um, in some cases, I actually feel like it's probably more close to a female. The, the typical kind of female late diagnosis because mine is purely inattentive ADHD yeah. without any hyperactivity.
1: Yeah, that's I true. I think in
2: one of the diagnostic criteria, I can't remember which one it was, there's something like seven um, aspects of inattentiveness and you need to tick, I don't know, four or five of them. And there's like eight and in hyperactive and you need to tick you know, six or seven of them to be, um, yeah. uh, I guess, classified as that form. And I ticked all of the inattentive boxes and one out of eight of the hyperactive ones. Wow. And even the one that it was was kind of like a maybe. It was basically it was the one about um, like repetitions and repetitive behaviours, basically like fidgeting and things like that. Yeah. And so you could even say that that's uh, I guess the milder form of the hyperactivity. I definitely don't have very outwardly um, expressive stims.
1: Um, I'm a little bit distracted at the moment by Podcat and trying to get photos that show just how close to your head she is. She <laughs> you could couldn't be
0: that. any closer if you tried. <laughs> like she is just leaning into you.
1: She's like, hi, friend. Hi. I'm
0: pretty confident she's going to start licking your head. <laughs> she's licking your head. <laughs>
1: is she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. So Podcat, a.k.a. Ava Perone, has got a butt in your face now. <laughs> Is determined to have her own spot on the podcast. Um, Okay, well, I and I think all that's really interesting because obviously I'm combination type, but I'm you know definitely highly a hyperactive as well. You know, I Mm. I, I scored very highly on on that one. Who'd have thought it? Um, So, um, so thinking back then to our conversation we had last time. You know, was there anything maybe that we didn't cover or anything, you know, like any points left that you wanted to revisit when going through talking about your experience? And then perhaps we can look at, you know, really exploring some of those cha- ongoing challenges, you mm. know, that that are presented and noting as well, for those who haven't listened to Andrew's original um, recording, please go back and have a look. Um, but you have are. A
2: have a look with your ears. Yeah.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> have
1: a look in the podcast app. Find it and then listen, <laughs> 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 um, but you you don't just have ADHD. So you know yes, ADHD
2: um, and autism. Yeah, and and I feel like that has been um, maybe something that I I don't uh, I'm struggling to understand the distinction. And and the more I learn about it, the more I realise there isn't a distinction. But the differences between ADHD and autism in my presentation. Yeah. Um. At first, like for the first couple of months, I was like, okay, I really need to actually figure out what autism is. I've got no idea. Mm. <laughs> so do some research and then I'm trying to think about all of my life experiences and my characteristics and behaviours and think, okay, is that one ADHD or is that one autism? And then you start to look at like autism as as a spectrum and you yeah. start to realise that there are so many things in autism that are actually identical to it. Well, not identical but they present themselves externally almost the same as ADHD. Yeah. And... Um, then there are others where they're literally like opposing forces, as in like ADHD is all about like in, in many cases thriving in, in a chaotic environment, just loving living yeah. on the, by the seat of your pants and just doing chaos. Yeah. And then autism is all about structure and routine and expectations and just doing it the same and I don't want anything that's unpredictable But how can you have both of those at the same time? Yet at the same time with autism you can have massive kind of like sensory processing issues with sounds or things like that or textures and things. And and same with ADHD, it's all about height. So there's so many things that are literally the same characteristics, yet there are others that are actually just completely diametrically opposed.
1: And that is so interesting because that was going to be my next question. Do you know which bits are your autism and which bits are your ADHD? Because I'm fascinated by this. Because exactly of what the future, you just said,
0: because you just answered the question ahead of the question. So yeah, yeah.
1: yes, you're um, a super being. <laughs> yes, yes, But yeah, I'm. I I am finding one of my current real areas of interest is this intersection space. space. But and I think I've mentioned it before, and possibly when you were here, that I find as a neurodivergent person. Um, and it's interesting because I heard Emma Rashiana talk about this over a year ago and I've really started to experience it in the last few months or, you know, feel that way certainly. Um, that because I'm only ADHD, I now feel shut out of a lot of neurodivergent spaces. It feels like in order to have validity now and noting that when I say spaces, I'm on about online type of spaces. Mm, so mm. putting that caveat around it there. Mm. But I do find that I, I, I talk on, you know, I, I have done some talks on panels and things like that about my experience. I only ever represent my own experience. but um, And I find that almost everyone else on the panel is ADHD and autistic. Mm. Or, you it's know, very and I, common. Uh, yeah, it's very common. And I wonder if, and heavens, he, like everyone knows, again, hashtag not a professional, then literally this is purely from my own brain, not from anything else but I would not be at all surprised if there was some sort of reclassification mm. of diagnostic criteria, like globally, you know, probably America, for, that's usually where these sorts of things kind of might happen, but because I feel I could, you know, present with sufficient traditionally, I'm doing quotation marks, quotationally, quati- Quartitional. traditionally autistic traits. Yeah you know, to a psychologist and potentially I could talk about those but be, I feel they're actually in my ADHD as opposed yeah. to... Do you know, I don't know if I'm saying so this no, very well. I,
2: I was actually thinking something similar over the last few weeks yeah. of, about just looking back at like we we obviously I guess the three of us have learned all about this quite rapidly in the last few years.
1: Yeah, and we haven't got a legacy of learning or knowledge yeah. that we've had to overcome to get to this point. Right, and and yeah.
2: if you, you look back at what all of the knowledge looked like 10, 20, 30 years ago it's actually like starkly different to what it is now. Yes. And so I, d- I often think like it's so hard to see past a certain you know, frame of reference in front of you but mm-hmm. if you can imagine how much progress has happened in that diagnostic criteria in the last 30 years, what's going to look like in the next 30 years? And mm-hmm. I was thinking that possibly the, the two forms of ADHD and autism would come under a, a common umbrella perhaps yep. because there's so much overlap. I think um, at, at least there's statistics that I found at one point in Australia, was ADHD is something like one in eighteen people, and autism is around about one in a hundred or a bit, maybe one in seventy or eighty. Yeah, and so I think the it, it there hasn't been a lot of like actual analysis, but I think the general consensus is that it, there's something like ten to twenty percent, or maybe it's more, maybe twenty to thirty percent of ADHD. Um, people will have autism but if you look at it from the other perspective because autism is so minor, like minority compared to ADHD, it's something like 80% of people with autism also have ADHD.
1: I saw that as well and I want to be really, really clear because I'm very conscious that when speaking to our experience and the fact that I'm currently a little bit hyperfixated on this, I don't want to suggest that I'm in any way dismissing anybody else's experience or suggesting mine is more valid or that mm. what I'm saying is right. You know, like it is mm. literally just my own perception. Where I guess I think I could see, and I, I think you're right, like that. how, in a way, if we were to take away the deficit model, is that where then we would say, so we don't need, and and we talked about this with Dr. Dye about how the way funding and support, et cetera, is structured. You have to have a deficit-based um a diagnosis to be able to access support right from mm. the, get it from the bucket have of money to support
2: those deficits
1: exactly right and so if at some point in the utopian future we were able to be at a point where hey brain type or brain characteristics how good would that be your brain exceeds these characteristics yeah, and like traditionally a... these might mean you require this support for you know what i mean yeah. even better the more utopian version um we restructure some things in society that mean that actually they're not then deficits anyway because society doesn't and then you don't yeah.
2: need support because yeah. the, the world supports you that's right the only reason we need support is because the the, the neurotypical way or the the yeah. ne- i mean neurotypical just meaning the, the neurotype that the world supports...
1: The dominant. Well, it's yeah, the dominant yeah, exactly. neurotype, isn't it? does It yeah.
2: doesn't support the ones that are atypical. That's and right. And therefore, oh, we need to provide extra supports to those ones so they can fit in with our neurotype. With our
1: expectations, And therefore,
2: yeah. we need to des- decide what are the deficits in your neurotype compared to what the world has considered as the standard.
1: Yes. But so if the world
2: changed so that there was no standard, there was just variation, yes. then there's no need for funding, there's no need for neurotypes to be seen as a deficit.
1: And then that brings me back to my other point that I was going to make. So I think where a, again, quotation mark, benefit may be of a reimagining of the um, different, uh, the ways that we, we, we separate ADHD and autism. I received a message after I think our first or second podcast. Actually, it was second. Pretty sure it was our first one with a guest. It was second or third. Anyway, it doesn't matter. One of our early podcasts from someone who the um, the pain of their experience was very present in their message. And, you know, I have a great deal of respect for the way that they, um, they put this message. And they were like, this person saying they're autistic, it is not relatable for me. I have, you know, autistic people in my life and their experience is significantly, you know, different Mm. and I'm not I'm deliberately trying to not use words like worse or anything like that because they're different and again you you shared all this on the podcast previously but autism spectrum disorder which I know is a problematic term but medically autism spectrum disorder has three levels of support Mm -hmm. need associated I believe although I'm pretty sure Bianca said or Dr. Dye, one of them said it's supposed to not be about support needs, but Correct. maybe that was you. Yeah,
2: the 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 three levels level one, level two, level three. Yeah. It says in the in the DSM five that these should not be used to decide on government level support. Yes. But in Australia, that's exactly how they decide whether you get support.
1: Yeah. So I guess when we say government level support, if we're then if we then remove the idea of who provides the support, mm-hmm. They are kind of supposed to be, you know, what level one is, is theoretically, I'm going to say, again, we're not using perfect language. I accept that. But the understanding is minimal support required. Yeah. Yeah? And again, acknowledging I know lots and lots of people who would absolutely throw their whatever Mm, they're listening mm. to this podcast on at the wall. From that, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm well, saying they, that is yeah. the generally accepted.
2: They liter- It's literally described in the DSM-5 as level one is low level of supports required. Level yeah. two is medium level of supports required. It's like, what is this?
1: Yeah, <laughs> What's right? a medium level? And so, you know, I think going back to our original point, potentially this reimagining could be a way to identify people that will never be able to live independently, for example, because I have seen, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, people reporting how there's just not money for them anymore because it's mm. now being taken up by, quotation marks, high-functioning people. Mm. And the high-functioning people are like, how the hell? Like, how dare you? You can see my outward face. You do not know the internal challenges, etc. right? And noting that a diagnosis in general, of either ADHD or autism means they have to have a significant detrimental I'm mm. probably not using the right words but it's a significant impact and you know hasn't it has a significant ongoing impact on your ability to live your life mm-hmm. right that, yep. that's that's it in a nutshell so yeah so I guess this is you can hear uh, this is my current hyperfixation I mm. guess is um and my hyperfixation is purely from a I am exceptionally interested in this I have no ability to look any further into it beyond a Google mm. but you know like I just find it, fascinating and to me that's how my brain works i love looking at a problem and going right how might this problem be unpicked if you, you know a so problem, yo, I'll solve. check out the hook while my dj revolves sorry
0: it does make me <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: <know> that one. <laughs> there are it's ice ice baby, ice, ice, baby. oh my god what well, oh, you're right yeah. stop <laughs> collaborate and listen um so honestly it's... lucky knows there are certain things if he says it i cannot not respond oh, with the next line. Really? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. should use,
0: like, weaponize that. <laughs> he oh. has. Like in the middle of conversation he has, All the time. I yeah. do. There's certain songs yeah. and things that you just kick on with and she's just like, I hate you. And she's just singing. <laughs> I cannot you. not <laughs> do it
1: and I'll try and keep the conversation going and I'll just have to do it, yeah.
0: But it makes you wonder though, like when you think about these diagnostic criteria in terms of who has decided them, were neurodivergent people even consulted further than... Study cases yeah who because knows? you look at level one um, let's go with minimal support that sounds about right <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> level <laughs> one means <laughs> first unless <laughs> we <laughs> do it the opposite way where one is the top yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah who
2: knows and like uh, back to your point earlier about the uh, I guess the lack of uh, female uh, um, involvement in some of those not not in the diagnostic criteria, but I think it was 2003 was the first published study that included yeah. um, females in in it so that that straight away means that if you're trying to look at diagnosing people when they're most needing support or help with with something like that when you're in primary school age anyone who went through primary school before 2003 yeah. and was yeah, female exactly. had a very lo- low chance of ever being even considered that that could be something
0: it's mm-hmm. crazy when you think about it right? like 2003 like it's not that long ago no, no, it, no. it is it we're in the sense of it things, was actually quite yeah, a long ago it's but when you think about years. yeah but 2003 <laughs> You're not talking about like, you know, the 60s,
1: 1980,
0: 1970, like 2003, Mm -hmm. really, when you think about it. Yeah. Is not that long ago. And women were just involved in that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's why, obviously, there is so much focus on women, which going back to that, what is the male experience? You know, like that. I think that's why we are seeing at this particular point of time a rebalancing as it were, I don't think, you know, in society, whenever obviously there's a societal shift, whether it's around, you know, racial equality, um, gender equality, you know, sexual equality, whatever, there's always a swing, right? The pendulum Mm -hmm. always has to swing past, um, you know, if you like a centre point, for want of a better word, this is a clunky analogy, I feel, but then it always kind of levels out and it's like you have to have, Mm -hmm. look at the suffragettes, you have to have extreme behaviours to be able to achieve a level of, um, quotation marks, normality. Okay? Didn't the suffragettes have a song? No, there was on Mary Poppins. Stop it. Cast off the shackles of yesterday. He knows how much I love that song too. Um, and the way, well you're, done, you're welcome, suffragettes. <laughs> you're know. <Yeah>, welcome.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: This is what happens.
2: Do you get, I, I know we talked about this last episode, but... You have, you have an incredible ability to just instantly appear in the middle of a song. Yeah. Therefore, do you have, do you ever go through periods where you have the one song and only the one song? No. Stuck in your head for like three weeks in a row?
1: No, although for the last three days my top song, so there's always like, you know, backing tracks, but my top song has been from Descendants. There's um, uh, PB is obsessed with the Descendants. Her birthday party recently was Descendants themed. Um, but... It's a song um, from Descendants 2, from Ursula's descendant, Uma. And it's like, <laughs> it goes, what's my name? What's my name? Uma, say it louder. In the lift today, legitimately at work, I was like, what's my name? What's my name? Uma. So, like, and, and I did do the dance to it as well because yeah. obviously that's what you need. Yeah. Um, so I've had that, that. I have a dominant song often. But
2: lots of background songs.
1: Lots and lots. So if mm. somebody mentions, and in fact, to be fair, I really do see the world in music. It sounds really ridiculous, but I am always at any point in time almost able to relate what I'm doing to a song. You know, like that it's it's I don't know. It's What song is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, at this point I currently have The Suffragettes going through my head. I have The Uma still going through my head, and these are both vying for dominance. However, there is another song that Ever since I mentioned the fact that there are certain trigger words for me that um, set me off on a song, and I am amazed he didn't say it. I am amazed. And that one right now is booming out in my mind. You want to say it?
2: You're going to need to. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to Turkey?
1: Oh.
0: Have you ever been to Istanbul?
1: Istanbul was Constantinople, <laughs> now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople, being a long time gone. Constantinople. Yeah, um, all the time. Why did Constantinople get the wax? That's nobody's business but the Turks. But it's, um, it's, funny the way faces, the, it's funny the way
0: right? the, the way the brain works like that though. Like I know and I you'll, can't and you'll do this it. straight away and so this this will be a testament for that. Is I open up an email at work and it's usually the newsletter from work and it says, first things first. A <laughs>
1: A realist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you, just, you just can't.
1: You can't not do it. First things first, and so now. That one's on. That one. That one's fine. Mm. Dominance. You know that one, Kesha. Yeah. 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 yeah good. Um, yeah. The other thing. The other thing that I do all the time is I have the Clueless. Um, like what's it called? Screenplay. Pretty much running through my head on an almost daily basis. That and Anchorman and things as well. On an almost daily basis, I will drop. You know, a Clueless, or Anchorman, or Team America yeah, coming again to save the motherfucking day, yeah. I'll uh, we'll drop references in really inappropriate places. Yeah, I can imagine that yeah. would be <laughs> Team America. <laughs> well, yeah. So I uh, don't know if anybody has seen Team America or not seen Team America. It's highly offensive. <laughs> highly offensive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway. So where
2: were we? <laughs> I, have no idea. I don't even <laughs> think that was a side quest.
0: No, we we just did a faux side quest. <laughs> well which... no,
1: it was because you asked about the music. And I was like, um so now mm-hmm. literally because yeah. I said the word music, I immediately I'm gonna try and explain this. You are yeah. gonna hear the chaos in my head. So I said, So you asked about the music. So I say thank you <laughs> for the music literally goes straight away right. in my head, right? right? So any word can any kick word can it be off. a trigger word. Yep. <laughs> See, literally would, any word. It's
2: really peaceful so, and
0: <laughs> sounds so calm and a serenity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A serenity. <laughs>
1: ah. See, I would
0: have gone with like Madonna for music.
1: Really, mm. I don't like that song though. That Madonna song. So I'm I'm refusing to, to like hear it. it. No, I'm refusing. Okay. It's shut out.
2: Don't
0: have to like it.
2: So I the reason I ask is because uh,
1: four weeks ago, three weeks ago, we it's we, been we went one week gosh, since you looked at me. <laughs> Legitimately, I'm not taking okay. the piss, this is what my brain does during every conversation I have. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. um,
2: we went to the movies for our eldest birthday and saw The Little Mermaid and I had that same song in my head for three weeks constantly, constantly.
1: Which one part of your world? Because yeah, that, that just immediately, did you yeah. see, I pressed my mouth together to not <laughs> sing just it. just got, hold it in. It's like a vomit sing. that you
2: try not to come.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, no, so and but in my head it, it's not like... All these things vying for attention. It's just that one thing. And it sometimes it'll just be literally like three words from it and they'll loop for two or three days. And then it'll be a different part of it that just loops. But it's 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 not a whole lot of things that instantly trigger and change things. It's just the one thing yeah. for a really long time sometimes.
1: Yeah, like baby shark do 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 baby shark. I was baby just, I was shark, just do, do. thinking like
0: the, 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 the cool thing is like with that, the age of these of the children as they're growing up, I'm no longer just walking through work realizing I'm not like I'm singing out loud and realising that I'm not doing it, but just going... do do chugga, big, big red car. car. <laughs> and, like, and then you're like... Oh, we travel shit. near and we travel far. That's, that's, that's yeah. like my my level of music right now, or at least now music's getting interesting.
1: Yeah, well, uh, PB heard, a, heard some Destiny's Child the other day. So I have had that one. That one's also been quite dominant. That when I was sat in my office today, you know, feeling there was no one around, I just started going... Ladies, leave your man at home. <laughs> the club is full of ballers. And it's, again, highly inappropriate because I cannot, as you saw, I cannot not move when I do it as well. Is it really. possible
2: for you to say the words of lyrics without saying? No.
1: Them? Oh, can you try? No. Just what you're saying but just say it. Ladies, leave your man at home. But, the club but is full of ballers. M- and
2: monotone, don't inflect it like I you're trying. <laughs> I'm really
1: trying a- at the moment.
0: Istanbul.
1: Oh, constant No, stop it. That Long was my, care. I actually, you just know. Just um, like William Shatner. Just you know spoken they, word. <laughs> you know, they do, oh, I've closed my eyes, haven't I? Um, you know, they do, um, is did it you? implosion therapy? What's it called? Exposure therapy or something like that. So the Istanbul one, right, which is really hard for me. He did it to me so often over quite a short period of time. It almost desensitised me a little bit mm. so that I was able to do it internally instead of it coming mm. outwards. But that was, yeah.
2: I'm just, sorry, I'm just focused on the fact that you, suddenly didn't realise that your eyes were closed?
1: Well, because I was (laughs) shutting out to concentrate on not doing it, I was closing off my other senses, I guess. Okay. Yeah.
0: You were just letting me know that your eyes were closed.
1: And then I was like, shiz, my eyes are closed.
0: (laughs) And it wasn't just closed; like you were squeezing them yeah, shut. Yeah, yeah. You were mm. pushing the eyeballs mm. back in. It <laughs> like I will. And push. I
1: didn't realize I was doing that until I realized I was doing it, and mm. that's when I said it out loud.
0: So when it happened, did your eyeballs just like roll back and block your ears? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, the flaps came. Down, um, but you know, I think it's really funny because I'll be honest with you: this level of. Visibility over the chaos is very rare. I very rarely allow this level of... It, even in the podcast, what do you mean? right? Well, that thing about... so I've never told anyone. I've never said that out loud even that. Why not? I don't know. Oh, because
0: okay. now everyone's just going to be walking past there going...
1: That is probably the reason, to be fair. But well, also because I spent 40-odd years hiding it and yeah, pretending yeah, yeah. it didn't exist M- and it wasn't real. It's, it's a yeah. vulnerable
2: thing to try and unmask those things yeah because yeah. they're the
1: the one that i unmasked um the one that i struggled mo- with most i think about unmasking was what's it called uh, maladaptive dra- daydreaming mm-hmm. have you heard about that one no. <sighs> okay so this one i initially did unmask this on tiktok once and then immediately took it down because i felt too exposed with it right so maladaptive daydreaming is where adhd is particularly i believe um that's where i've seen it referenced but i'm sure it happens in other areas of neurodivergence as always um create completely fantasy worlds you know so like um i if i if i am ever sat somewhere in public often i will be completely living and it's usually an ongoing, so in my head i might like daydreaming and it will be something that is an ongoing story that might have been going on for months. This might be a, a movie I've been playing out in my head for months, you know, type of thing. It's your and own
2: internal narrative.
1: It's more than that. So <laughs> at night to get to sleep I play a movie in my head in which generally <laughs> this is so fucking weird, Um, in which generally... I um, am obviously the protagonist, of course, because it's my I'm the one trying to get to sleep. And I have to realistically embody that protagonist. And that protagonist at some point needs to be either knocked unconscious, almost die um, or, you know, some other dramatic, but obviously in a very beautifully attractive kind of a way, obviously, um, where lots of people around are just like, oh, she's so amazing. What a hero. All um, right. That type of thing. Right, see that's what I mean? It's weird as fuck, right? So, but to do like I have to, I I have to do that to get to sleep, and I don't get to sleep until I'm pretending to be unconscious, and then eventually my, my, it tricks my brain into thinking, okay, go sleep and stop thinking wow. about stuff. And I will do the same scene or whatever for months, and it works, and then one day it'll stop working, and I can't sleep for about three and or four you, weeks. You got to change the script. I have to change it, but then often I won't find a good one for a while the other thing is um having had really bad postnatal anxiety um I used to um and I still do this it feeds into that too because if Lockie was ever late and we're talking 10 minutes and I trained myself to be okay but literally by the time he might be back 15 20 an hour later whatever I'll have messaged multiple times and it's really draining right it has to be really wearing on someone but by the time he gets back I have met the police at the door. I've had to deliver death messages. So, received the death message, lived out or played out, you know, how am I responded to the death message? How am I going to tell people? What am I going to tell, you know, Pip?
2: Sounds Again, like a lot of pressure for you to be on time.
1: Maladaptive daydreaming. Well,
0: it depends on what the storyline in her head was. Was either one being deaded?
1: Yeah, always. If you're <laughs> always late, late you're dead, you dead. Know, you've had a car accident. there's like yeah.
0: envisioning and just going, "Yeah, protagonist, he'll die."
1: No, but that, it's that's different though. That's not me knowing I've I'm creating a you know like I'm the heroine and I need to get knocked out. That's that's a different thing. They're both equally real in inverted commas. But you know like literally that is where I a lot of my anxiety would come from where I'd be like I have and maybe it's from being a police officer I've had to be the person mm. delivering the message so many times that I know how it goes
2: it's so easy for you to jump to all those conclusions
1: it, it is like jumping to conclusions but you fully act it out mm. almost you know all mm. inside your head you could be sat there with 10 other people and nobody would know you're doing it but you know like it's all completely acted out and yeah anyway that's maladaptive daydreaming that was the one I had the hardest time you should Unmasking. join
0: one of those clubs with people who have like foam swords and stuff, and run through. You should uh, join one of those I don't know. Oh, to Larking. get some more content for live your Live action role, yeah.
1: live action role playing, larping.
0: Yeah, you should go join one of those people groups.
1: I I, I would want a real sword though.
0: They are real to them, so yeah. To you, it I probably couldn't still even be real.
1: lift it. Apparently, they're very heavy. Um, but yeah, that one, and then this other one, this internal chaos, because I've mm. spent. So long proving it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm in control or proving I'm high functioning or since being diagnosed, proving that I'm not a stereotypical ADHD (laughs) with the chaos monster Mm -hmm. inside that this is probably the first Mm -hmm. time I've ever given. And that's only a hint of an insight into what actually occurs inside my head.
2: Tantalizing. I
1: know. Anyway, we're supposed to be doing the male experience and we just talked about me. I'm very sorry, everyone.
2: 20 minutes ago, talking about the differences between autism and ADHD and, yes. and whether I can tell the differences between mm. them or not. Um, the one area that uh, I can discern is in communication, which is a big thing for autism, difficulties mm-hmm. with communication um, or in some cases like just, I wouldn't say difficulties because in some cases it's a legitimately a difficult thing but in other cases it's just a difference. As yep. in there there are some times where I actually just I don't want to, I just don't want to talk or and, yeah. and, and it's not that I don't want to go and have a talk to someone. It's it's more like someone could even say something to me, but I just don't want to respond. Like mm-hmm. I don't even wanna say, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't I just wanna like okay, I've got the information but I don't wanna acknowledge it. And, mm-hmm. and I don't want to yeah. offend them or anything, but it's just and so I I still do. I still will say, Okay, yes, thanks for all that, but it, it's just very painful for me to do that because I don't want to.
1: So it takes a lot of effort. So if we think of the spoons kind of analogy it might take you five spoons to do what would normally be a third of a spoon.
2: I think we need to describe spoon theory. Um, and I only just read about it this morning, which is, which is why it's Go fresh it. on my yeah. mind. Um, it was, I think it was actually originally described to communicate what it felt like to live with a chronic um, disability. I think it was lupus. And, okay. and um, a lady was telling, trying to describe it to her friend in a mm-hmm. diner. And the way she described it was she just grabbed all the spoons she could find and just yep. laid them out on the table and said, these all represent units of energy that I have when I wake up. And she said, just start listing everything you need to do. When you get out of bed, you've got to have a shower. And she just keep taking spoons away every time you list something else she had to do. You had to eat breakfast, there goes another spoon. And basically as soon as the spoons run out, it's like I've literally run out of energy for the day. Yeah. And I now need to sleep. And there's, then you probably need three or four spoons just to have a good night's sleep as well. Yeah. And so – it's kind of like if you if you run out of spoons, you're probably not going to get as many spoons the next day. If yeah. you're left with a few spoons by the end of the day, you might get a few more the next day but you never know. So mm. it's all about representing units of energy in, in spoons. And, um, yeah, that, that's kind of what it would feel like, although it's a little bit more random for me. Like it can okay. do with all sorts of environmental impacts that I don't even recognise. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be really, really interested and chatty or something. But other times, like a simple example is I'll be doing something at home and, my wife will make a cup of tea for me or something and she'll come in and put it on the table and say, oh, your cup of tea's there. And I just won't like I'll, I'll, I will I heard her but I don't want to say, okay, thanks. Yeah. And so then like 30 seconds later she's like, oh, your tea's there. And I'm like, yeah, I know. She's like, oh, did you hear me? I was like, yeah, but I didn't want to respond. <laughs> like, And I understand that must be really annoying for her because yeah. I just didn't want to respond. Yep. And I know that as far as she's concerned, she's like, I just needed to know that you heard me. Yep. But from my perspective, I know it sounds really like selfish, but from my perspective... I know that I heard her, so yeah. I don't. I don't need to verify that I heard you because I know mm-hmm. that I heard you, and and I don't feel like responding. But yeah. but that that would be very difficult for, from her perspective to live with.
1: So that is uh, socially unacceptable. Uh, you know, that's yeah. kind of so that brings yeah. us back to the societal structures and yeah. what the deficit model, etc. Because as you say, really, the, the if we're point, all, yeah. if we've got the understanding of sometimes this is going to happen. Mm. We'd be fine with it, right? Yes, yes. It would it wouldn't be a problem, but I would lose my shit. <laughs> I swear to God. And I have done, I think, in the past for similar things. Like PB certainly does it a fair bit. And I'll be like, mate, 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 you know, kind of thing at her. And I'll be like, I'm gonna have to get close to her. I'm gonna have to touch her now and make sure that she can hear me and mm. that she's aware mm. of me. Um, you know, but it, it's a real like we had to, we've talked about it before, we had to take such a deliberate change to our parenting based on now now she's not diagnosed autistic um she was diagnosed as severely adhd both combination like combination type but um you know but it's the same i have the same thing and i would lose my shit i'd be like Mm. andrew
2: Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I've got my tea. I, I'm drinking it,
1: <laughs> whereas, if we reset those expectations, and like, yeah. and I'm assuming you guys have probably done this, but, like, hey, you know what, sometimes this is going to happen, um it's kind of my problem if yeah. if uh, I assume I have heard you it's, <laughs> that it's not nec-
2: it's not necessarily that this way or that way is wrong. It's That's more right. like. This like in this case, it's expected that this is what's going to happen. But but if that's not what happens, then that's a problem. When there's a misunderstanding of what, right. what the situation's going to be,
0: is yeah. an easy fix. You get one of those shock bracelets, and so that when she says, "Hey, here's your cup of tea," and you don't respond, you can just hit the shock bracelet button. So she knows that you're thanking her, but then she'll learn not to ask you, so not to disturb you in that moment. No. no. <laughs> Sounded, just seemed like fun for me. I could just see you there with a smile on your face, just going. Zzz, zzz, <laughs> zzz, don't really want to respond. Zzz, <laughs> zzz. Uh, that
2: no, no. It, to be honest, like it's um so, something that that I think helps a lot in contexts like this when it comes to autism and communication. In in actual like sit down, let's have a conversation. Contexts can be like, as I said before, interpretation can also be difficult. Like someone at work for example come up to me and start talking to me about something and I'll be listening to them and I'll understand like the words they're saying yeah <laughs> and and I even understand kind of like what they're describing but I can't get my head out of the space of I don't know why you're here yeah <laughs> and and so I'll I'll have this like really uncomfortable look on my face and they're like you're not understanding Like, no I understand what you're saying but like are you venting to me? Do you want me to give you advice? Do you want me to answer a question? Or are you notifying are because I need to go and hear? do something about this? And, yeah. and I, I don't understand that, that subtext when, okay. when it's not very clearly explicit. and yeah. that, that is an autistic thing. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to, I guess, like fill in the gaps, read between the lines. That's very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And so it just airing those thoughts and if you're having a conversation with someone right up front, like the bottom line up front is, okay, Let's just have a conversation here so that you can go and take action on this because I've seen something that needs to be changed. I'm like, okay. And then we talk about it. And it's very clear up front why we're having the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, back to the tea. (laughs) If I'm sitting there doing something and my wife comes in and brings me a cup of tea... I kind of see and then she lets me know like, oh, your tea's there. I see that as a situation where she's just notifying me and then and then doing her own thing and right. I'm like, great, I got the message. Like I got the message. I'm happy I got the message. Even if I didn't get the message, I'd look across and I'd see it at some point. I mean I generally drink my tea when it's stone cold anyway. So Ew, it doesn't gross. really matter. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, from her perspective, it's probably a different understanding. She's thinking like, oh here's your tea and and she wants to know like have you received that message because if not I can put it a bit closer, like a bit of a different understanding whereas I'm just yeah, assuming yeah. it's a different conversation and she's assuming a different conversation.
1: And there's a, a level of um, manners involved in that as well, right? Mm. And that whole, sorry, Lucky, you were going to say I was just talking.
0: thinking you need a cup that just says thank you for my tea so you can just turn the message to her so she can see it. But if I, yeah, but yeah, but, then that's but that's still <laughs>
1: acknowledging, and it's the that's acknowledgement. more effort than saying yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, I d- but I just also need a pen and paper, and I write
2: all my <laughs> messages down and hold them yeah. up to
1: her. But also, you drive me crazy. I just can't sleep. No,
2: no one said that, did they? Um, no, that was ever since mad. I said that would. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm not saying
0: right. thank you. No, him. when I was saying that, the that, tea. that would.
1: Absolutely drive me fucking nuts. I was like, (laughs) literally, in my head immediately, it started, you drive me crazy. And I was really trying not to. And then, because I couldn't get that one out, it then went... I go crazy, which is another song which used to then, I used to teach that, I think it was Body Pump. When I used to teach Body Pump, it was one of the tracks for, I think it was a backtrack for it. So that's what I was just doing while you we were talking. Sorry. You know Andrew says, he gets, you know, Andrew <laughs> says he gets
0: that look on his face where he's trying to process why you're telling he's him He's like, stuff. why are you he telling just, you this? He just had that and then he just started nodding because he, mm, he's like, I hate the side quests.
1: Yeah, well, and the other thing that I'm, doing because i'm really trying not to side question you look like
0: you're trying hard I'm to do
1: something so <laughs> is my physical stimming has got as magnified and i'm literally hurting my fingers which I was trying gonna, to, which I was to say like in yeah. comparison
0: unless it's just here and the power of the couch you don't stim
1: no i was gonna say that you don't you were just still. flicking your pencil a little bit or your pen a but, I bit, think, but, but i don't think i don't think
0: that was habitual like i can see you at your desk just do, flicking your pen but not that's not stimming I think it's while you're talking. Mm, Why wouldn't you call that stimming?
1: Yeah, I was going to say Because it's only been
0: while you've been processing a thought and it's not like constant. No, whereas like you are trying to fight something back whereas I'm seeing this as something very natural.
1: But I think though stimming can be, and I think that's a really good point they just made, it can be a big misperception, right, for stimming in, you know. Misperception. Yeah, misperception. Misperception, you misperceive somewhere. Misconception is a word, but you misperceive something, that's a misperception. Anyway, um, so it can be quite a common misperception or misconception. Both would work. They're slightly different. Um, I'm going to try not to go down that rabbit hole, sorry. Is that stimming is a set thing, but it's not. Stimming is just an outward manifestation of any internal process. So for me, my stimming at the moment is trying not to interrupt, and I'm trying not to follow every single thought and path Mm. out of my mouth whereas lucky was just saying when yours is when you're thinking and you're focusing
2: the way i Mm. believe stimming works for me is um it's when my body or my when my brain is uneasy Mm -hmm. then some kind of stimming creates a little bit more calmness yeah okay and so in that case like yeah, it might just be that I'm, when I'm thinking, but that's because I'm, I might be struggling with a thought and then the, doing this. Is the constant makes singing making you uneasy? It,
1: I mean, it's voice with, of an angel over here. Come on,
2: without being like <laughs> offensive or anything, it kind of does.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, that's why I keep it inside, right? Because so, how unsettling is it?
2: So something that, that something that irritates me a fair bit with just people in general. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, oh, I got to be careful here. Um, is when people are talking, and and I know this is going to sound like frighteningly like my AI email. When people are talking and they get off topic, it I have a mental flag where they left the track. yeah, and I and I keep staring at that and yep. they're keeping going off into the bush. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: um,
2: and then and eventually I see them just kind of get lost and wander off. And the conversation ends. I'm like, no, 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 no. Everyone come back. They were here. Please come back. Come back. Back to the road. Here's the flag. I held the flag for you. Now off you go. That's where you were heading. And like it happens almost on a daily basis like with people at work or something. They'll talk about something and as soon as I see like in their conversation that they shift off and they'll say, oh, and and straight away I'm just like I'm standing on that mark. I'm going to wait and I don't care where they go. I'm going to make sure they get back here. So it creates this unease and tension when people go off on side tangents. Yeah. And I understand the... Di- the, i guess the dichotomy because i also do it a lot
1: i was gonna say that how much does your autism hate your adhd right exactly. now because yes. that's literally you just to me from what you've said previously that was then a perfect example of how you've explained that dissonance between the two
2: yeah the chaos and the order yeah i, I like to be chaotic and go off the track but when someone else does it i, I like <laughs> the orders like no no get back on the track <laughs> i
0: love it i am captain chaos
1: um I don't know if you, oh, it hasn't gone live. Of course, you wouldn't have. Um, so, episode 27, which drops tomorrow, two weeks ago. Well, I can't um, read the future, apparently. Yeah. yeah um, is a conversation between myself and Shana mostly, right? But you're knew Shana that. Shana and I are both highly ADHD, hyperactive kind of presentations Would with a lot a great of things. Conversation. <laughs> it's brilliant. Like, we have the best time. Like, honestly, and we will talk for hours and you would go bonkers. You would be like, I can't deal with this.
2: Maybe. Or maybe my ADHD would kick in and I'd love it. Ah, so maybe your
1: ADHD wolf would overpower the autism wolf.
2: Talking about wolves now?
1: Have you, never, have you never heard that Inside Everybody There's Two Wolves and I was just stealing that metaphor for oh, ADHD and autism.
2: Okay. Yeah. Why a wolf? I don't can't know. We? Anyway, it doesn't
0: matter. Um, <laughs> Back, back they on track. should be llamas. <laughs> there's
1: an ADHD llama yes. and an it's autism llama. on your autism llama. Oh, yes. I didn't yes. think about the spitting. Sorry. I thought you were saying he's, he's a pointing at point Pod Dog.
0: Yeah, he's um, Pod Dog is wanting to be a part of the conversations. So every time there's like a lull, he's like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was just you. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but the one thing, I, final thing I'd say on that before I have to quickly go upstairs and sort out PB and do the f- good night thing. Um, the one thing I'll, I'll kind of finish off on that is I think for anybody who is not sure how the struggle that an ADHDer might have on a daily basis um, and similarly in another way an aut- uh, autistic person might have on a daily basis, but from my perspective is that discomfort... That is experienced when I allow my true chaos to come out is what I have to spend 90% of my spoons every day keeping inside.
2: inside. When you let it out, does it feel like it's a little bit less um, effort because you're letting some of it out?
1: Oh, yeah. So when I let it, I think what what happens often is it will start – uh, you know like 90,000 feet because it's been held in for so long. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. so like two ADHD is like I was saying we'll get to go and they're like oh my god and the thing and then blah, And then after like 5 10 minutes that initial intensity will settle, we'll still go real mm. fast mm. and there'll be loads of side quests and you know I have to say when I meet somebody who's ADHD for the first time, I can tell Immediately, mm. I can so tell immediately, and we just—it's like we've known each other for years.
2: Studies. Had, this is information from Bianca, but studies were done on neurotypical and neurodiverse groups, both ADHD and autism, and having them play the game of telephone of just like whispering a message to each other through a group and see how much clarity of the original message came back. And the group that had all neurotypicals did okay. Mm-hmm. The group that had both neurotypicals and neurodiverse people was absolutely atrocious yeah. but the group that had all neurodiverse people was very good, like just yeah. as good as all the neurotypicals. So the neurodiverse people are very good at communicating to each other absolutely. and the neurotypicals are very good at communicating to each other but it's when the two combine that they just don't make any sense. And so that, that I understand what you're saying when you meet someone and you feel like they have ADHD and you can understand it and you can communicate really effectively with them. It's yeah. because there's literally like a brainwave that's working. You're on the same wavelength.
1: Amazing. Hey, everyone, this is Callie here, just me. Um, Look, this chat with Andrew just went far too long and... And I had to split it in two. So what we're going to do is come back next week. So we'll have a bonus episode. It won't be in a fortnight. It will be next week, so next Wednesday. Come back then and we will give you part two of Andrew. So you get an extra episode and um, it means you don't have a two-hour-long one now. So, yeah, come and listen. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Um, and we will see you uh, next week. Um, if you want more on the internal chaos... And inside my brain and it is legitimate around how music basically controls me i am basically a puppet of the musics um and i'm sitting on my hands right now so that i'm not breaking out into song on that one Uh, but yeah if you um if you want to hear more come find us on instagram and i just got a thread you know why not um but yeah come find us and we will see you next week all right bye